Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Adam Talks, a podcast that takes an alternative look at retirement. This is Adam Bergman, founder and CEO of IRA Financial. If you want to learn more, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on social media. Just search IRA Financial. Hey everyone, welcome to an emergency drop of the Adam Talks podcast. I'm Adam Bergman, tax attorney and founder of IRA Financial, and wanted to jump on this podcast to talk about a new article that was just dropped by ProPublica on Peter Thiel's $5 billion Roth IRA. So over the years, I spent a lot of time, effort, and attention. I wrote a book on the Roth IRA. I've been quoted in many publications on Roth IRAs and, and wealthy investors accumulating wealth uh, on a tax-free basis. And uh, for the record, I got no, no, no problem with it. What Peter Thiel did, and we'll go through detail by detail what this ProPublica article gathered uh, from an unnamed source from the IRS, uh, is legal. Uh, he didn't do anything illegal. In fact, the IRS tried to audit him in, in 2012 or so, and they walked away without um, being able to um, make him pay any more tax. So, um, and that was basically from a GAO report of 2014, Government Accountability Office report, which I will also describe. So he didn't do anything illegal. He used a tax avoidance, tax deferral account, the Roth IRA, to his benefit. He got lucky in a bunch of investments, whether it's PayPal, Facebook. And um, again, I don't see any, any issue with it. Yet, do some people have a problem with super wealthy people? Yeah, they do. But again, America, it's not a zero-sum game. A lot of us can be rich, right? Just because Peter Thiel has money in his Roth IRA doesn't mean we can't, right? It's Roth IRAs. As long as you have income, you can you can open one, 6000 or 7000 If you're over 50, you can do conversions into a Roth and you can make investments in the next great Facebook or Peloton or Amazon or Roth. So uh, if you're going to get mad at anyone, don't be mad at Peter Thiel. Be mad at Congress because in 1997, Senator Roth of Delaware created the Roth IRA, which is essentially an after-tax account, right? So long as you're over 59 and a half, the Roth's been open at least five years, all the distributions are tax-free. You compare that to a traditional IRA, where you get a tax deduction for what you put in, but once you're 59 and a half, you have to pay tax on what you pull out. The whole concept of the Roth IRA was to, again, encourage more people to save for retirement, okay? And that was part of the Clinton administration's push, and it, it worked, um, you know, some people may say it worked too well because no one should have a $5 billion Roth IRA. Well, I say, why not? Uh, Peter Thiel is just smarter than, than the rest of us. Okay. He bought his Facebook stock in a Roth. Good for him. We all had the same right. I could have bought Bitcoin in, in 2010 in a Roth. I could have bought uh, an apartment building in New York City in a Roth. Like we all had these opportunities, right? They just, he just did it and we didn't. So I'm going to go through these, uh, this article in some detail, give you my thoughts, my opinion. I have a lot of um, you know, experience in this area. I've been interviewed by the Wall Street Journal when it came to Romney back in 2012 uh, on this. The article never got published because the IRS refused to comment. But I've been spending a lot of time on this. Uh, I, I know people in this article um, that were involved with Pensco that work with Peter Thiel and, uh, you know, so I think I can offer a lot of insight uh, into this area. So let's dive into this article. One thing I do want to say is they got this information, um, you know, I think kind of unethically. It was provided by um, someone who worked with the IRS who basically stole taxpayer data, which is supposed to be confidential. 
Um, so it's a criminal act by actually releasing it. So ProPublica felt that it was in the public's interest to publish it. Um, and, and that's what they did. They did an expose on Jeff Bezos some, a month or so ago, and now they're attacking Thiel. Um, it is what it is. Uh, they got the info. I, I'm not sure how they got all this IRS, IRA info, because just in case you're not familiar, your Form 1040, which you file and you report all your income, it does not have the value of your IRA. It has if you made contributions or you took distributions from your IRA, that would go in your 1040 as taxable income. But the value of your IRA and what you invest in is not on your 1040. It's actually on a form 5498, which custodians, IRA Financial Trust files to a different division of the IRS. Um, so whoever put this together really spent the time gathering this info. I don't know how the IRS, how it categorizes all their info. For example, like Adam Bergman is all my information, my 1040s, 1065s, 5498s. Anything else associated with me, is it all in one file or is it on different files on, the, on different servers in the IRS? I have no idea, right? I'm not sure many of us know. If someone does know, works for the IRS, please comment. But uh, I'd be interested to know. But anyways, someone in the IRS gathered all this info for uh, the last 15 or so years and dumped it all and gave it to um, ProPublica, who's now publishing it. So they focused on Peter Thiel uh, for probably the reason is he has the biggest uh, Roth IRA they were able to uncover. And um, let's go through the article. So the article mentioned um, a bunch of other rich people like Warren Buffett and Ted Weschler, uh, who has supposedly $264 million in a Roth. And I'm going to say supposedly because I don't know, right? It's in the 5498. And again, it's, it's based off valuations provided by the taxpayer to the custodian. So I don't know if it's worth 264, 400 or 80 million, right? Values change based off uh, the performance of the underlying uh, investment. So uh, it, it must be off to 5498. Uh, Buffett supposedly has about 20 million uh, in a Roth. Um, and he did a conversion back in, I think, 2010. Uh, again, all legally, he paid tax on the conversion. Now, whatever Thiel did, I'm just going to preface what I'm about to say was not illegal. He did everything by the book. There's nothing illegal. The IRS tried to attack it under audit in 2012 and were not successful. They were not able to impose any taxes on Thiel because they couldn't attack the transaction based off the prohibitive transaction rules under 4975 and valuation rules, which we'll, we'll get into. So they looked at it. They couldn't. And they have the resources if they wanted to go after it. Clearly, they didn't have the law or the facts on their side to, to attack it. So just so you know, the IRS has tried to attack this and they couldn't because what he did was legal. Okay. And this article um, kind of takes a tainted uh, approach, uh, makes it seem like he's this big, bad uh, guy, but there's nothing in America that says you can't accumulate wealth legally. Uh, I think that's, listen, I was born in Canada. Why I wanted to come to the greatest country in the world. One of the reasons is freedom. Nothing stops you from accumulating wealth, right? Not where you're born, your religion, there's no caste system. So why are we punishing Peter Thiel because he was able to accumulate a lot of wealth in a tax-free account? Good for him. Okay, eventually that tax will come due. It's part of his estate, he's going to pay state tax. A Roth IRA is part of your estate. Eventually when he gives it to a spouse, his spouse can spend it. And his non-spouse heirs have 10 years to spend it. So that money is going to go back into the economy. And also it's very important to say Roth IRAs, IRAs, self-directed IRAs specifically, they serve a very important source of funding for businesses, right? Investing in the next PayPal or the next Peloton or Amazon. Uh, there's $32 trillion in retirement wealth. 
$12 trillion in IRA wealth. So it's a big source, big bucket of cash that's available to, to really invest, support the next great startup. So uh, don't just see it as, as you know, feel just investing in this vacuum. Uh, look at the context. He, he actually, that money was used, uh, even though he didn't put that much into the initial investment, ultimately, eventually he did with Facebook and different companies. So he got lucky. Yes, he invested in PayPal. If he invested in XYZ dry cleaning, uh, maybe we wouldn't be, we definitely wouldn't be talking about Peter Thiel. But we all know venture capitalists, private equity, they don't hit on every investment, right? Maybe one out of 10. He got lucky on his and, and good for him. Um, 2019, Thiel's net worth was 2.3 billion and his, his Roth IRA was worth more. Um, not sure um, how that's possible um, because your net worth should include your, your IRA, but it just shows you the Forbes numbers aren't always accurate either um, because wealthy people don't disclose all their wealth um, and they don't have to. So he's a smart guy, Thiel. He went to Stanford, Stanford Law, and he ran a small hedge fund and in 1999, um, someone in his company uh, went to Pensco, and I and I know the founder Tom Anderson, who's who's a great guy and and really you know uh, a mentor and uh, one of the leaders in the self directed industry, and who kind of told him about the Roth IRA, and you know what Pensco did was perfectly legal, right? They self directed investment into PayPal, um, and PayPal got big, and when it got big, it sold its shares. And basically, he turned a little investment into a lot of money, which was perfectly legal. He bought PayPal at par, which is you know, at that point, 0.001 per share was a startup. And he got about 1.7 million shares for 1700 bucks. Now, if PayPal turned into poor pay or some other random pay company uh, at that time, this is, again, this is Silicon Valley startups. Internet boom, 1999. Not all these companies made it, right? I, I have a lot of friends that worked at startups in Silicon Valley, and the stock they got is worthless, not even worth toilet paper. So he got lucky. Um, two questions on the Thiel PayPal investment, right? The only two ways you can attack an IRA investment: was it a prohibited transaction? Well, if Thiel clearly or seemingly owned less than 50% of PayPal, so at that point under 49.75, PayPal was not a disqualified entity. And value. And the IRS looked at this and said, hey, it was a startup. That's what, even though he got a discounted uh, price on that share, any other employee at that time got the same discounted price. So it was discounted, but whether you're Peter Thiel or Joe Smith and worked at PayPal, you got the same price. So again, the IRS looked at this and the, and the GAO report uh, basically describes this uh, in 2014. And they, they just you know walked away. They, they couldn't... Uh, find any type of prohibitive transaction. So um, that's kind of the only facts that we're missing is you know, what he owned at that point of PayPal, what was his, he was an executive, but passively, um, what did he own? Because I'm sure he owned less than 50%. There was many uh, startup investors, because that, that would be the only way the IRS can, can nail him on that transaction. But essentially, um, he made a lot of money on that deal. Um, and um, he um, you know, sold a slice of the company for 500 grand. And then uh, later that year, he got another four and a half million came in. So he was um, you know, able to turn a little investment of 1,700 bucks into millions of dollars with, within several years. Um, and, and again, it's it just the way it works. Uh, it doesn't always work out that way. By the end of 2002, the article reports he had $28.5 million based off you know, his PayPal holdings. Um, 
2003, he founded Palantir, which just went public a year ago. Um, and uh, he bought his shares, his, his startup shares, with a Roth IRA. And, and again, he did really well on that. 2004, he met Mark Zuckerberg and he invested in Facebook, $500,000 supposedly in a Roth IRA. And supposedly by the end of 08, his Roth was worth $870 million. Now, I don't know how they found this out. Uh, they claim um, there, there was a New Zealand. He, he applied for citizenship in New Zealand and supposedly he had to disclose his assets. And uh, I guess that's, that's where they're looking and finding these numbers. Um, I guess seemingly it could be on a, a form 5498, although uh, in the article um, it said also that the valuations Pensco um, provided to the IRS on the 5498 was much lower. Why? Because they weren't publicly traded. So it was hard to value these, these private company shares. And if Field does not provide, or any taxpayer does not provide an updated accurate value to the custodian, custodian is just going to file basically the value it was purchased for. And that, and that is basically the rule. So Pensco did nothing wrong. Uh, it did exactly what it should do. Um, and that's the power of the self-directed IRA. It's, that's why I'm, I love what I do. And I'm, I'm not, uh, I'm obviously very subjective about it. It's, it's a great tool. And I've seen super smart people get super wealthy and it's available to all of us. And that's one thing, like, I wish this article portrayed that, yeah, not all of us can turn 2000 to 5 billion, but you can turn 2000 into 2 million, uh, over a bunch of years if you're in the right industry or sector. So 2014, the GO government accountability office started looking at, uh, the carried interest founder stocks. And if you're interested in more articles on it, um, I'll post a link. I did a blog on it on the GAO report. Um, you can also Google it, a uh, founder stock or GAO report 2014. And the IRS, there's a bunch of pages on this, but basically they're like, listen, non-publicly traded shares, super tough to value. And as long as there's not a private transaction and the value's accurate uh, and fair, and, and your Roth IRA is not getting a better deal than any other investor at the same time period, there's nothing they can do to attack it. And that was their conclusion. And this is basically, I'll just quote what they said. Um, Be difficult for the IRS to prove these shares were inappropriately valued because for each risky share the employee purchased, they also purchased a share from a less risky share class. Taking together, these shares may more accurately reflect the portfolio company's value, right? They're like, basically, we don't know what these companies are worth. There's risk. There's startup stock. If, as long as your Roth paying the dollar or, or one penny par value is exactly what the other investors or employees are paying, you don't know more than 50%. It's not a self-dealing or conflict of interest prohibited transaction under 49.75. Like, hey, we can't touch it. It's kosher. And, and that's what the uh, GEO reports data. And that's why, um, you know, the IRS walked away from their field audit without uh, any success. January 2012, Romney you know, is running for president. His IRA makes uh, the news. The Wall Street Journal runs a report. He's got between 20 and 102 million, but that's in a SEP IRA. So it's actually worse. It's, Romney would have been better to own this stuff probably uh, personally because he would have got capital gains on that money. And now he's going to pay ordinary income at some point. Uh, they didn't have Roth IRAs before 97 uh, when, when he did his deals. I, I spent a lot of time in 12. I got interviewed with the Wall Street Journal, researched this. Again, the only reason the article didn't run is the IRS refused to uh, comment on it. And basically what he did is a little similar. He, him and, exec, and a bunch of executives um, invested in some Bain Capital deals. Um, they had a separate class for the IRAs and basically on a, a super capital event, a sale above a certain uh, return threshold, they got a super return to their IRAs. Um, 
and it worked because you know Bain. Um, uh, they, they were principals in Bain, but they came in alongside Bain, and they weren't majority owners, obviously, of the portfolio companies like Domino's or you know, other companies they own. So um, it worked uh, for Romney. Again, the IRS looked at this. They're aware of this stuff. They've been aware of this stuff for many years. Um, they decide, have decided not to attack it, uh, probably because they just don't feel they can win um, because of the fact that the facts and circumstances are so important. As long as you're under 50% and you're paying the fair value, it's awfully tough to attack. Um, so that's kind of um, been their challenge. Now, according to the ProPublica article, they're saying Romney's IRA is worth between 25 or 90, uh, whatever that means. Um, so what can you do? Um, well, there's been, um, you know, Senator Wyden um, is back in 2016. They've looked at potentially maxing out Ross or limiting Ross to 5 million bucks, but there wasn't really an appetite. There wasn't, there's not enough taxpayers again, um, that have over $5 million in a Roth. Yeah. You could pick on Peter Thiel's, but for every Peter Thiel, there's, you know, 10, that hundred thousand people with under uh, a million bucks. So there's not a lot of incentive. Maybe that will change now. I mean, if this article picks up steam and gets a lot of attention and, uh, the progressives and the democratic party, you know, take a hold of this. Yeah. Maybe it has some some legs, but I have a couple sources in the Ways and Means Committee in the House, and um, according to them, there, there's nothing on the um, table for this. Uh, in fact, they are hoping to law, to pass a Secure Act 2.0 uh, at some point. The bill uh, will we'll get to the House, and there's no provision on on limitations of Roth, as as far as I know. So that's not something that's current. Uh, I haven't heard Biden really discuss it at all. Obama looked at it uh, again, and um, it, it just didn't go anywhere. There wasn't enough traction. The, the Republicans certainly weren't uh, going to pass it. So um, how is the IRS getting all this info? Again, the 5498 starting in 2015, uh, you're now uh, required. We are as IRA Financial Trust or any other IRA custodians required to provide a category of investments, whether it's real estate or LLCs or stocks, whatever it is. So the IRS has some info. They claim they're, they're going to start looking at this stuff. Uh, again, as long as you're investing in, in entities you don't control, you're paying fair value for your stock or your carried interest, whatever you're doing. Um, is it riskier than buying stock? Yeah, from a, from a audit standpoint, maybe. I mean, no one knows what triggers audits, but um, this stuff's legal. Uh, they interviewed some taxpayers for the, tax uh, lawyers for this article. One's a professor. Uh, I don't know who the other guy is, but you know, they were super conservative and obviously telling people don't do this. Uh, I'm a tax lawyer too, so I can have my opinion. Uh, I have a master's in tax law. Um, and I'm saying, if you want to do it, uh, know what you're doing, do it right. But um, the rules are the rules. And until Congress changes the rules, go for it. Um, it's all, again, based off prohibited transaction and valuation. Now, if it's just you and your buddy starting a pizza restaurant, uh, it may be tough to do it because you're going to owe more than 50%. You're going to violate 49.75. But if it's 5, 10, 15 people doing a startup, 50 people, and you have a chance to buy in uh, for, for a, you think, a, a really good value and a good opportunity, consider doing your Roth, especially if you're not going to be actively involved in the business. Uh, I think it makes a lot of sense. So you can do it. It's legal. Um, yeah, some, some lawyers are more conservative than others. I, I work with a bunch of lawyers that are super conservative, and then uh, I go to others that are a little more aggressive, and then I kind of make my, my mind up in the middle. So um, just because a tax lawyer says it, it's don't do it, it's super aggressive, doesn't mean they're right, right? There's lots of good lawyers out there. 
some went to Harvard, some, some went to law schools you never heard of, and that doesn't mean anything. Um, so uh, it just bothers me uh, sometimes when you, you have an angle in an article and you just interview people that support your angle. Now, you know, ProPublica, um, you know, they've done some nice research on this article. Uh, I don't think what, it's fair what they've done to Peter Thiel. He hasn't done anything wrong. Um, I'm not sure we need to celebrate what he's done. I mean, but he hasn't done anything wrong. And um, it's, hey, it's part of America, right? It's capitalism. You have the ability to do what's legal. And if you look at the Supreme Court case, Gregory v. Halverine, there's no requirement that you pay the most tax you are obligated to pay. You have the ability to reduce your taxes legally. Okay. And that's the whole idea of form over substance. The form is the Roth IRA. The whole point, the intent of the Roth IRA is not to limit people's wealth. The whole point is to make people save for retirement. Now, the intent, obviously, by Senator Roth was not to have people to have $5 billion in the Roth. But the purpose wasn't to stop that. The purpose was to, hey, let's have people accumulate wealth in a tax efficient manner. We can't stop people from doing really well, from getting lucky, right? If he, he invested in Facebook and Palantir and PayPal, like he's a brilliant guy. I mean, God, if I, if I was able to invest in three of the most successful companies, you know, three of the top thousand company in the last 20 years, like God for good for him. Like he's, he's certainly smart and, and deservingly uh, wealthy. Um, I've seen it. Trust me. I have thousands of clients. Uh, I've seen bad investments. Uh, I have clients that told me, Hey, Adam, you got to invest in this startup. It's just, it's a Silicon Valley, it's artificial intelligence. Like you can get in for 10 grand those deals didn't work out, right? Um, if they did, good for them. Uh, nothing illegal. So just some parting thoughts here. I don't want to you know, kind of ramble on, but uh, I'm going to give you my take. And um, good for Peter Thiel. Um, I wish he was my client. You know, Tom Anderson, he did a great job. Uh, he did what's legally uh, available. He did it right. He got lucky. And uh, he paid tax. Listen, he took some cash out for whatever reason. He paid tax on it. It's going to be part of his state. He's going to pay state taxes. His kids or, or non-spousal heirs will have to spend it in 10 years. That money is going to go somewhere. It's not just going to be buried underground. It's going to be reinvested into the economy. This, his investments help companies grow. Um, so uh, I, I, I think uh, what, he, what Thiel did was, um, I don't want to say commendable, but I'm kind of jealous. Uh, God, I, w I, wish, I, I wish I would have been as lucky and you know, put some money into some of these investments in a Roth, right? Why couldn't I buy Bitcoin in 2010? Why, why didn't? Why couldn't I bought uh, Amazon stock, you know, seven years ago? So, um, listen, it's not a zero sum game. We all can do it. Uh, just because one person gets super rich, nothing wrong with it. Um, and that's it, really. It's available to all of us. Uh, whoever wants to take advantage of it should. Uh, in the right circumstances, the right context, you can turn a little bit of money in a Roth to you know, to a whole lot of money tax free. I've seen it. Whether it's real estate, whether it's founder stock. Whether it's cryptos, uh, whether it's uh, cur uh, uh, currency uh, options or precious metals, it's all possible. Um, so there you go. That's kind of the my take on this article. I suggest uh, read it. There's some good reporting in it. Um, I wish it was more balanced, but um, it is what it is. Uh, they obviously have um, you know uh, basically a position they're going after, and they're definitely intent on attacking Thiel. Um, 
and, and attacking the abuse of the rich. I mean, obviously, that's the whole point of this, right? They did that with Bezos. They're going to have a bunch of more exposés out there of rich people. They got all this information uh, from the IRS, from someone in the IRS, uh, unethically, and they're going to use it. And they said that. We know it's illegal, but we don't care. We think there's a, um, a public interest, and that's their right. Um, but I, it's my right and my ability to give you my take, and that is, hey, uh, good for Peter Thiel. Um, there'll be tax revenue at some point, but the whole intent of the retirement account is to generate tax-free wealth. And that's what he did. If you want to be pissed off, um, you know, have Congress change the rules, uh, that's fine. If they change the rules, they change the rules, right? But until the rules are changed, my opinion, my suggestion, my take, accumulate as much wealth as you can in a Roth IRA. There you go. I uh, hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Um, sorry if I rambled a little bit, but I, I just, you know, kind of really gets me going. Um, Anyways, um, thank you again for listening. Uh, Appreciate all the support. Be well. Take care.